everybody welcome back to the scb steelers podcast presented by deck roofing incorporated of south florida quick shout out to dan at dc4l custom tees uh, you'll notice in the upper uh well your upper right hand corner in the corner of uh, mr scarpino there we have a new logo uh dan did that and it's fantastic i love it and uh, of course there are shirts and hoodies and you know you got to get one um sure in fact, I'll be, I'll be giving a few away to people that have been commenting a lot since we've uh, been on the YouTubes and stuff. So I'll be hitting you up out there. Anyway, uh, Steelers are just a couple days away from preseason action. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Start actually talking some real football here. And uh, you'll notice Ian is with us, but uh, his his uh, youngest is giving him some troubles right now and not wanting to go to sleep. So he's going to chime in whenever he can. Um and go from there. But, uh, okay, preseason game, guys, and welcome aboard. Good to see you all. And um, the, I'm going to ask you a question, and you cannot answer, I don't want there to be any bad injuries, because that's typically what people would say when I ask this question. What are you looking for on Saturday night, Ryan Scarpino? What's one thing you're looking for on Saturday night? May as well be a fucking Ravens fan. <laughs> I'm already getting shit because the Orioles. Where the Orioles at? All right, listen. I'm a Pirates fan. The Orioles have sucked just as equally as long. Uh, they're doing pretty good this year. I got this hat. Uh, I don't know, probably like 10, 10 years ago or something. Anyway, uh, classic look. Classic. Doesn't always doesn't always mean I like the city or the team. I, I do like hats. Um, anyway, uh, you know. I, and I, I told you guys I was going to unleash hell on Steelers Twitter tonight, so we have about an hour to do so. But um, I think we need to address the elephant in the room, Okay. and that's the offensive line. <laughs> okay. I, I don't care who is playing on the defensive line for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I don't care if it's their first team. I don't care if it's their 16th team. I don't give a shit. I want to see some ass kicking. Um, and, you know, I th- we've talked about it on the show. There is a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of optimism among Steelers fans on about this offense. And I'm just not seeing it besides Najee. I, I there's a lot of question marks. Mm-hmm. And especially on the offensive line, Kevin Dotson is not going to play this week, um, which means Kendrick Green's probably going to start. And we know Kendrick Green did not have a, the best year at center last year. He probably shouldn't even been there. Um, but, um, yeah, I want to see what the offensive line does. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that they have to be uh, great. I just want to see some physicality. Okay. I, I, that's a very uh... – Good, valid point. I, I love it. I think we'd all like to see a little aggressiveness, physicality. I, I'm, I'm down with it. Uh, ben, question is, what are you looking for on Saturday night? I'm looking for synchronization in the passing game. I want to see. I, I want to see a 
I want to see a developed relationship between the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. Do you I, expect I think, to see that? Um, I expect it to be a little sloppy first preseason game. I expect there to be some some gaffes. I expect them to try some things. This preseason, they'll try some things they may not know ordinarily try just to see how they work. I mean, that's what you do. That's what these games are for. Yep. So I don't expect it to be crisp. I just want to see something encouraging there because yeah. the Steelers are really loaded at the skill positions, not named quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if they're gonna if they're gonna have even a let's say top 15 offense this year. They're going to have to rely upon the passing game to stretch the field. They're going to have to. They can't do what they did last year, dink and dunk, and have Najee running against against nine-man boxes. Mm -hmm. Amen. The way to get those DBs out of the box is a deep threat. Even a a 15-yard slant would would keep them out of the box. Wait, you're saying we're allowed to throw over the middle of the field? Yeah. What? Yes. So even that would help him, and it'll help the offensive line. Consequently, I mean, they didn't do they yeah. didn't do great last year, regardless. But they also had the deck stacked against them, and so did Najee. They got to get Najee to the second level, and get, you know, get him out in space. Just at least get him to the linebackers, okay? Yeah. And then and then you can make somebody miss, rather than making a linebacker miss in the backfield. And the way to do that, in my opinion is through the passing game. If the passing game can be at least respectable, mm-hmm. it will keep those DBs out of the box. I, I think the key word is respectable. I, I We talked about it for I don't know how many years on this show where we talked about we don't need amazing. We, we just need respectable. We just need efficient and effective at times, and uh, we, have, we haven't seen that. It's got to happen. Uh, Ian, so I'll throw that question to you. And again, Ken, you can't answer. I don't want to see any injuries. We everybody knows that we don't want to see any injuries. Um, what are you looking for uh, Saturday night versus the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, so, um, three things specifically, since I'm not allowed to say what everybody else said. Um, okay. I will add running back depth because we know what we have in Najee. Najee could play mm-hmm. zero snaps in the preseason and be fine in the regular season. I mean, maybe there's some timing because there's some new offensive linemen in front of him, but yeah. like he'd be fine, right? But behind him, we really don't know. I mean, Benny Snell kind of is what he is at this point. Anthony McFarland really hasn't played a whole lot. So we kind of see the college tape, know some of the hype, but haven't seen it actually good happen. Against third teamers. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's great against um, third teamers. So. And, and then, you know, there's there's a couple other running backs that have kind of, you know, Jalen Warren been playing mm-hmm. really well in mm-hmm. camp. So let's let's see what we got there. I wanna, yeah, Jalen Warren, actually, I would love to see that. That's a yeah, great point. We would – and we're going to run the ball a lot because it's a preseason game. We want to wind some clock. We're not going to throw yeah, it all over the yard. Great point. So I yep. want to see some some depth in the running back position that like is actually able to move the chains and get some first downs. Um, because really, if you want to evaluate the offensive line, if you want to evaluate the quarterbacks, if you want to evaluate quarterback timing with wide receivers, the offense has to be on the field. And they can't be on the field if they're going three and out every time. So you need some yeah. running back depth to actually be able to kind of push things down the field a little bit. Um, flipping to the other side of the ball, since both Ben and Ryan talked about offense, okay. we had the, uh, I don't know if, you know, I know you guys know this, but I don't know if everyone knows this, that we had the 
32nd ranked run defense in the league last year. And really? You don't really, say. Yeah. And, and I think we, I recall talking about that once. We, I heard we, it was bad. We, we may have. Yeah. And somehow they didn't spend any of their first three picks in the, or first two picks. No, they picked uh, Leal in the third round. Uh, but, you know, they, they didn't address that in the first two rounds of the draft and really didn't do much in free agency until they signed Larry Ogunjobi fairly late. Um, which, yes, yes, he is an asshole and he's good. Um, but that I will admit, <laughs> they, they like uh, him. I, he's he's our asshole like now. It's, right now. It's it's like when the Penguins had Matt Cook. He was an asshole, but we liked him because he was our asshole. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but I want to see an improved run defense, and, and you know, across the board, depth wise, Seattle's going to run the ball a lot too. I want to see you know. I want to see Loudermilk making plays. I want to see Adams, you know, winning at the point of attack. I want mm-hmm. to see Carlos Davis, mm-hmm. all those guys like making plays in run defense. And then thirdly, the thing that I always look for in preseason games is who's making tackles on special teams. Cause those last few roster spots always come down to who can it's play special true. teams. So keep an eye out for who's making those special teams tackles. Cause they're the ones that are going to start moving themselves up the depth chart. Um, because they're the ones, you know, inching closer to like, hey, this guy is actually like getting down there and doing things on teams. I'm going to give you guys a name. And this is somebody I would watch mm-hmm. because he's going to have to perform both on offense and on teams to make this team. Miles Boykin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he can show that he can be a very good special teamer, two and a half million dollars is not that big a deal. But if he cannot be that guy, if he does not demonstrate that ability and he's just a, a kind of a mediocre, you know, long receiver, mm-hmm. they're not going to keep him. They've got too much depth at wide receiver. Ben, if they do keep him, that means they would be keeping six then, right? Yeah, it also means Gunnar Olszewski would be gone. So who would be the fifth guy they keep then? I think he's saying Boykin over Olszewski. Oh, I see. Him. Okay. Okay. Olszewski, um, is that his name? Yeah, yeah Gunnar Olszewski. Oh, it was Olszewski. Well, so, I wanted to say his name when he makes the team. Well, it, the one thing I was going to say that I'm I'm paying attention to, and uh, Ian alluded to it, was special teams. Um, and it's hard because so many of these guys that we're going to see for the first three games of preseason, the only three games, they're not all going to be there. And so your special teams units are kind of a mismatch uh, right now. But Presley Harvin, I, I, I want to see a little bit of consistency out of him. And, and no, that's not going to happen in just one game, but you'd like to see it start somewhere. And then I'm curious as to what they do in the turn game. Uh, is yeah. it just going to be, you know, gifted over to Gunnar Olszewski? Do, do they really like what Kelvin Austin's doing? I think it's going to be fascinating. Um, so that's, that, you so know. tiny. I just, I, oh, he, I saw a picture today. Uh, you guys might have seen it. Uh, Monica Loudon, she's a great great friend of the site and she buys more shirts from dan at dc4l in fact i was joking with her i told her her husband's gonna have to build her a whole new garage just for dc4l shirts but she was at camp today and took a photo of george pickens standing next to austin now pickens is a pretty big guy first of all okay was it as bad as the uh what was it derrick henry Dion lewis picture It, it looked just like that I mean, if you go to Instagram and, and Monica Loudon, L-O-U-D-E-N, she probably doesn't like me saying her name on there, but that's okay. Um, you'll see it, and you'll just immediately go, oh, my God, is he small. 
and and it's what we've seen it's what we've heard it's not a shock but when you see you know right next to another guy it's just like wow uh but be that for another uh discussion uh mike tomlin did uh in fact say today that uh mitchell trubisky is going to get the start um which Definitely means, as we've been suggesting all along, all three quarterbacks are likely to play in this game and probably all three games of the preseason. Um, Ryan, you know, right move with Trubisky. I think it's the right move. My question to you is how long does he play him? Yeah, it sounded like it sounded like first team uh, will be first quarter. Second team will be uh, second quarter, halfway through the third and and then the third team will be fourth quarter. Okay. Um, it's pretty standard for Tomlin teams, but I, I'll say this. We were talking about what we're looking for in this first game. Mm-hmm. You know, Tomlin didn't rule anybody out today, but, like, from from what the the guys said to the media, um, like Kevin Dotson's not going to play. I think Benny Snell's hurt. Uh, Chase Claypool has had a had an issue. So is, you know, Friar move. Um Montrevious Adams, I believe, has had it. So I, I really don't I really think there's gonna be a lot of of, of different pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is fine. It, you know, this is why it's preseason. Um so that being that being said, I don't this is just me, and I have no idea, but I don't think Claypool's gonna play. I don't think Deontay Johnson's gonna play. Um I don't know if you know Muth is gonna play. So if if if, if Mitch is out there with Pickens and Calvin Austin and Miles Boykin, Anthony Miller. Oh, yeah. So that's the other thing too. We forget about Anthony Miller. Forget about Stephen Sims and those guys mm-hmm. have played in this league. Um, so is Gunnar Olszewski. Uh, not to be confused with Jerry Olszewski. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not on my game tonight. Anyway, my Here point. Is, my point is like, especially with this game, take things with a grain of salt. But also, like you'll you'll clearly see though, you'll clearly see a guy or multiple guys caught in that moment. So if you know what I want to see from Trubisky is I don't want to see any dumb mistakes, like Ben talked about earlier, a little synchronicity. I don't want to see any pre-snap penalties. I don't want to see um, any just just any dumb plays like I just I just like I don't care if they I don't care if they don't move the ball but I just want to see like a some sort of like smoothness to it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so again like you know we know we all know we all know what Mitch Trubisky can do we also know what he can't do but don't get too high or low based on the, the people that are available with him so what you're saying is that because Malik Willis looked decent tonight against the Ravens, that we should all jump on the bandwagon that says we screwed up by not taking him. Records. Um, no, I, so but I would I would say, and I've said this on the show that I think long term, I think Malik Willis was a boomer bust, but yeah. I yes. would rather have that than have a ceiling that Kenny Pickett is going to give you. Yeah, and, yeah. and we all we all said that before the draft. We all yeah. said if you take Malik Willis, you're swinging for the fences. And if you take Kenny Pickett, you're doing the safe pick. Yeah, and, yeah. and my, my point is simply that it did not take people very long on Steelers Twitter to start well, in with that. Well, crap. I mean, well, listen. A lot of people preferred him over Pickett. I mean. And, and, right, but to sit there and watch a preseason game for a quarter, the first preseason game, oh, oh, yeah. we should have taken Willis. I mean, yeah. slow I mean, down. I mean, that's, that's the nature of social media. Though. I know. We don't just react. Get off my lawn. George Pickens, 
is already the greatest wide receiver oh, of all he's time. He's in the Hall of Fame, dude. He's going to be he better than so Jerry good. Rice. He he's, is so good that they're going to waive the five-year period to get you into Canton. Like he's I've also heard, He's actually I've also going heard, in right now. His number is going to not be 14. It's going to be 82, 84, 88. Just because they're going to wipe out all three of our best receivers at once. Just get rid of all because he's that good. And 86. Well, of course. No no disrespect. Everybody's fucking sleeping on Hyde. I love Hyde. He's, he's one of my favorites. Hey, you know. <laughs> what can I tell you? Um, quarterback stuff, uh, uh, Ben. Um, I mean, you know, Ryan did a good job of covering some things there. I mean, obviously, you don't want to see mistakes. You don't want to see pre-snap penalties, things like that. It's a preseason. You're going to have some mental errors and stuff. But, I, I, I mean, I know what you expect from Rudolph. What do you think you're going to see from Pickett going against third-teamers? Okay, here's the caveat. Mm-hmm. I expect him to make third-teamers look pretty bad if the offensive line doesn't get him killed. Our third-team offensive line ain't good. So, you know, he's going to be working at a disadvantage. Now, yep. it depends. that He may, you know, Tomlin's played he played starters late in preseason yep. games. It wouldn't yes. be a shock to see that happen. Um, what's going on with Dotson, Ryan? I, I didn't know this was even a thing. Um, He's he's had it. I, I don't know the actual injury. I don't even know if you have to – you don't have to disclose it. No, you don't have to disclose it yet. Um, there's, there's a lot of guys with the bumps and bruises. Yeah, and and, and yeah. I think it's I think it's easier. It's it's it reminds me like reminds me of hockey when they're like upper body, lower yeah. body, you know, whatever. Um, but I know Dotson told 93.7 the fan today. I think it was Jeff Hathorn. By the way, Jeff Hathorn is listening. Wonderful human being. One of the hardest working people in the business. Um, it's good to hear good things about somebody in the Pittsburgh media. Listen, I will listen. Pittsburgh media are good people. If you're listening out there, stop stop giving Mark Caballi shit. And because just because he just because he says a good thing about Mason Rudolph. Um, but yeah, Kevin Dotson just Ryan's also a huge Mark Madden fan. I I, I don't dislike double M. I just, you know, it's just Chrissy loves him. I'll tell you right a, now. There's just he does. There are certain, there are just some Pittsburgh media that are a lot. Absolutely. Um, like Madden. Ah, he's, he, he's yeah, yeah, he's up. playing a persona. That persona's a dick. Come on, Ian, jump in with your Pitt Bayless take here. Oh, no. That's <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> back, back to one, but back to Dotson. He's something, yeah, yeah. something lingering, but I look at that as a good opportunity for Kendrick Green. I'm not saying he's going to, he's going to start, but. Yeah, but no, that, I, I I agree. That, that helps. That honestly, yeah. that helps Kendrick Green. The, the more snaps that that Green can get yeah. against good competition at guard, the better for the team. Yes. So well, that's, and it that's lets good. us know if we have anything there. I mean, who is? Oh gosh, this is going back to probably during Ryan's time with the team. There was some kid we drafted out of like Tennessee in the fifth round, and he wound up starting a couple preseason games for us, and was at guard. He Chris was terrible. Scott. Chris Scott, yeah. Chris he was Scott. terrible. And they were oh, like, man. <laughs> all right. He was like, I love Dre. Dude, if you were like a fourth round pick or later, we were always good. Like I had no – you were just happy to be there. There <laughs> were no bullshit, but, no issues. My, my point – my broader point is <laughs> – Chris Scott was so cool. <laughs> my, my broader point is Chris Scott started a few preseason games yeah. and they realized he wasn't good enough to cut it and – 
that was that. But like, this yeah. is the time to try that out. Like, yes. week six against the Ravens is not the time to try that out. You know, like this is it's preseason. Good it's point. practice. Like, absolutely, it's a good chance to see if Kendrick Green can play guard. So I agree. This is a good opportunity and for I, Green. You know, I don't, just good evaluation. He, yeah, if Kendrick Green comes out tomorrow night and lays an egg and is horrible, I don't see them cutting him or anything. And no. I, I do think, though, again, long-term, getting that experience, getting it Jeez. back at guard will help him. And if he starts the game, he'll be playing against good competition. And he'll be playing against guys he doesn't know, which makes it harder. So this only benefits him, which benefits the team. You know, I, I was just going to say, Ryan, you know with Green, you're going to get – effort you're going to get attitude you're going to get some aggressiveness i, I mean those are the things that were never a question um you, you just what are you going to get from the standpoint of his overall ability his technique and and things like that and, you know and that's that's what it boils down to um and what it also boils down to is the fact that we are proudly sponsored by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida, Deck serves Broward in the Southern Palm Beach counties. Whether commercial, industrial, residential, multi-family, or condos, contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I got to tell you, uh, I don't think it was a surprise for any of us guys, but uh, there are some players when you see them get cut, they're waived. It still sucks. And I think that was the case with Ulysses Gilbert. Um, I think he, he did clear waiver. So he reverted back to the IR, but he did. Yes. Okay. Yeah, um, there's going to be an injury settlement and that's going to yeah. be that. I, I agree. Agree. It's, you know, the, the kid had some ability. They loved his speed. Um, he just could not stay healthy. Yeah. Um, and he was and, productive at times when he was healthy. Yes. In those, in those brief moments. Yep. That's yep. the thing. And that's why they kept him around for so long. That You know, it, it seemed like it was it was worth it. Well, I, I bring him up because of that, obviously, but also the fact that, you know, we're pretty thin inside linebacker right now. Uh, Are we? I, don't think, it's I think it's bad. one of our deepest positions. I, inside linebacker? Really? Yeah. yeah. I, don't I mean, I bad. see, I see Spillane. I see I just, Jack. I see. Yeah, I don't, Bush I don't like the first Buddy three. Johnson. Buddy Johnson is coming is coming along. Buddy Johnson, everything I've seen, everything I've heard, he's he's all downhill, which is great. Yeah, but he can't cover anybody. Yeah, I mean we've got we've got six guys that are capable of making the roster at inside linebacker. The the Robinson kid, I think from A and M, like Buddy. Is. Uh, no, but Buddy's no. from A and M. Robinson was from Ole Miss. Ole Miss, um, okay. But yeah, we've got, I mean, we've got Devin Bush, Miles Jack, Robert Spillane, Marcus Allen, who's somehow still around, I, Buddy, Buddy Johnson, and Mark Robinson. So, I mean, that's that's six guys that are capable of making this roster, Mark, I think. Mark Robinson, I've heard, is having, having himself – Nice camp. A nice camp. Not quite George Pickens Hall of Fame yet, but <laughs> – but, Yeah, but it's going to happen for sure. Well, you know I – but but you guys really see that as a, a deep position. When I think depth, I think guys that can go I in and say play better than outside linebacker. I, I would say oh, no argument. It's very even. If if the if the first okay. okay, if Spillane and Bush were better, it'd be a deep position. Let's just put it that way. No question. All I right. Totally agree. 
if those two guys at the at the at the top of the depth chart were better, it'd be a much it'd be a much deeper room. The fact that they are not as mm-hmm. good as you know we had hoped, and obviously, I mean, Devin Bush for being a top ten pick has been a disappointment thus far. You know, I hope he redeems himself this season. We'll see what too. happens. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some uncertainty there. So that that's I think that is the hesitation that people have with that position. It's it's the starters. It's not the guys behind them. It's not the depth. The depth is okay. It's it's the guys at the top of the depth chart. So almost like an accordion. They're they're kind of all bunched in there together, so to speak. Is that a good? I mean, it's very even. There's not enough yeah. separating the first yeah. first group from the second and third groups. Kind of okay. like quarterback. Yeah, kind of like quarterback. Mediocre yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Let, let's like and, and knock on wood, but we all know the three guys that if they got hurt, it would like you, you, you can't it. replace. You can't right. replace Cam, TJ, right. and Minka, right? Yeah. I don't – to me, that's concerning because I feel that other teams are built like – like, look at the like look at the Ravens, right? And I – fucking Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baltimore. We knew that was coming. But look at the Ravens last year. All these injuries, next man up. And I know that's been the Steelers' mantra, but that has not worked in a while, okay? <laughs> but look at the Ravens last year. Injuries on offense, injuries on defense – Almost, almost, and I know almost only counts whatever. But to me, this the Steelers, they have the depth, but I don't have the faith in the depth. But the Ravens won seven games last year and came in last in our division. If they be, okay, if they beat well, the they Steelers, lost, what their last six, right? But they were they were in first place at one yeah, point. They were, yeah. I mean, it's not like they were terrible all year. Yeah, so I'm they just... were in first place. They had a bunch of injuries, and the next man up couldn't win a bunch of games, and so they okay, came okay. In last. But the the point being the point being they is were there. The point being is, if the Steelers were in a similar position, I don't know if they would win that many games. If the Steelers were winning a lot of games early in the season, they they would have finished with a much better record. But uh, anyway. All right. No, I think I think Ryan's point is though that like let's take cornerback for instance, yes. right? Which is a position that like take Lamar Jackson and the quarterback position out of it because that's completely different. Sure. Look at the Ravens defense. Look at how many cornerbacks they had get injured, and yeah, they got beat up in the passing time. game a bit last year, right? But also like remember back. Oh man, remember that year we went to play in Dallas and we started like two guys who were on the street the week before <laughs> uh, at, cor- at cornerback to play against like Des Bryant. And, and they lost. Uh, and, it was and, awful. And, yeah. And um, um, Josh Austin, Josh. Uh, it, there was, it's, it's, it's definitely Josh. Yeah. There was, there was one guy we started for like three games who was literally like five foot two. Like he would be in good <laughs> position, but the guys would just make catches over him the entire game. And it was, um, uh, I don't remember his name. Um, that, that and that was before the Antoine Blake disaster too. I mean, Ant, it, this was that now we had just know. yeah, just, we we just had like so many injuries that you're at cornerback that yeah. there's only so much you can overcome. Absolutely. But for for a while, I mean, the the Ravens 
I think to Ryan's point that the Ravens have had enough depth at that like cornerback position or safety or inside linebacker or whatever, that if one guy gets hurt, they plug somebody else in and they can just keep running their system. And, and it's a system thing and it works. Whereas, you know, I think to Ryan's point with us that a guy like Minka back there, he has the ability to read the field and freelance to an extent that somebody else doesn't. And, and and just yeah. doesn't have that that natural instinct and the ability to, to you know understand what's happening and do it before it even happens um, yeah. that you're gonna see a, a drop off if Minka goes down. Josh yeah, Victorian sure. was his name. Yes, there that's exactly it. So all right, so getting back to my so just getting back to my point is that like other teams don't have three super other teams don't have a Minka Cam and TJ that, that's just not the way it is like a, a team like the Ravens does doesn't have those type of players maybe maybe they do but they don't have a TJ a Watt, good right? corners yes good corners okay yep. but it's okay but when but when who fucking Tyus Bowser or or whoever on the edge goes down <laughs> right it doesn't matter right as like, much, like it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter as much, right? Right. So, so going back to inside linebacker for us, if Devin Bush sucks again, fine. Put Bobby Spillane, me and Bobby McGee, Bobby Spillane in there, or Buddy Johnson. I don't, Buddy guy. I don't give a shit who. But Buddy the point is, is, like, if there is one, if there is one position on the Steelers that I'm not too worried about, defense is inside linebacker. I, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've convinced myself. That Devin Bush is is what it, it's what it is, right? And if he sucks, it's what it well, is. I, I, I don't think he sucks. I think he's very mediocre, and I think that Miles Jack is going to look like a superstar by comparison. And it, the part that sucks about all of this is that they've traded way up to take Devin Bush, and it just isn't working. I think out. they they used the pick that they got from the AB trade. I think right. Um, yeah, I don't no, think so. They no, they went um, from twenty to ten, or they, they that was one of the two. It was a it was a first and a second that they traded, but like Denver t- made stupid picks with them. So yeah, yeah. Would, wouldn't we agree though that that maybe he wasn't living up to the number ten overall status, but he was pretty damn good before the injury. Oh, he was fine. He was Isn't always in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I, I mean. I, you know, so I, to me, this has been something very much injury related. It's whether it's in his head, I, I don't know. It's an awful place to be for this kid. I feel for him if that's what it is. But too. you know, and I guess the way I was looking at the inside linebacker depth is I I know what what Robert Spillane is going to do. I know what he can offer, and I know he can be better if that that front three or four is better for sure yeah. compared to what we saw last year. Yeah, that'll that'll definitely help. The, the huge, it'll be huge improvements for would would be a huge improvement mm-hmm. for these inside linebackers, and we've talked about the improved depth along the yeah. defensive line. They're gonna they're gonna cut some guys along the defensive line this year that can play in this league. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Agree. And, um, and they're gonna you know they just aren't they're gonna get caught in the numbers game, even if they even if they keep seven defensive linemen, which they rarely ever do. They're still going to cut some guys that can play in this league and that have played. Let's uh, let's dive into that. that, We've we've been in that position before. Who was that guy? 
who we all we all liked in the preseason the one year and then went to Arizona and like carved out a really nice career for himself. Oh, the kid at defensive end from Stanford. Uh, yeah. Uh, Morrow. Josh Morrow. Josh Morrow. Yeah. Josh Morrow. Yeah. He's yeah. still he's still in the league. I mean, that he's was still really, I looked at that was 2014. He was in our, our mm-hmm. training camp and got cut. Yeah. And they were, I mean they were hoping so, to be able to stash him back on the practice squad. It didn't happen. Yeah, no. but that's a seven-year NFL career he's carved out for himself. You knew, that, yeah. You know who else still plays? Nick Williams. Yeah, there's a yeah. name in the past. Seventh-round pick, yeah. 2013 from Sanford. Well, that, that was a time, too, when Arizona was notoriously Pittsburgh West. Yes. Yeah. When they yeah, were literally taking everybody that we would let go. Um, let, let me dive into the defensive line uh, real quick again, but, but before I do that, let me remind – what? You drink a German beer? Yeah, I don't know. Lefe? Lefe? I don't know. Lefe? Move it over. In Spanish. Can see. I don't know. Oh, I don't there know. We go. I have no idea. Lefe? You're fancy. Man, that is Lefe? way too fancy for this show. It did, says blonde on it. Did your oh. girlfriend <laughs> buy it? Or did you buy it? I think the fi- I, this is, yeah, this might be a fiance beer. It's uh, uh, it's Belgian, actually, not Belgian. German. It's yeah. Belgian. It's fancy as fuck. Yeah, nice Belgium. It's called a Belgian dip. Uh, real quick, uh, as part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, we are very happy to be joined up with DraftKings Sportsbook. And right now, the next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions of prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers Football. That's promo code TPPN. Build, play, win only at DraftKings. Uh, I checked this out you know, on the still app. planned for a long head and, and, and left the cool. Steelers a while ago and still is having a, a career anyway. What's that? Kevin Beecham. Yeah, yeah, starting for the Jets. Yeah. No, no, he's in Arizona. Or, uh, yes, I'm sorry. I want to yes. say he's in his 11th year. Oh, and it's got to be double digits. He was, yeah. he was a compensatory seventh-round yep. pick. That's yep. basically undrafted. Did did he start as a rookie? Yes, by necessity. He started some games as, by necessity. And yeah, that's what because, I thought. Because they had Mike Adams at, sucked. Yeah, they and had so him they, at left tackle and, no, um, he, he left wasn't, tackle and center. He wasn't quite the Dan Moore situation, but he did have no, to play. He he came yeah. in at center one game because he was like our emergency third string mm-hmm. center. That was the year that Pouncey got hurt. Right. And then oh, they had to play somebody else. And and Beecham had – was that the Fernando Velasco? You know, yes. Right. Too? Yep. Yeah. No, and, you, are, you are right. He started five games as a rookie in 2012. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was later. Yeah. Man, that's incredible. My bad. It's a nice he's, career for him. He's had a um, great career. He's a great off the field guy too. I, yeah. I do Isn't, feel like sometimes when, left tackle. Yeah. when not just the Steelers, but when teams double dip at a position in the draft, a lot of times the second guy they take ends up being better than the first guy. You talking about like Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders? There's one example. Um, I mean, Beecham and Mike Adams were the same year. Yeah. Um, here's another one for you. RG3 and Kirk Cousins. 
I'm just saying that yeah, like, right, I, I feel like there's a, a, a decent number of examples that when teams double dip at a position in the draft, oh, you're correct. The, yeah. the second guy winds up being better. But but Ben's right. A- Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders, same draft year. Um, yeah. Emmanuel yeah, Sanders, Sanders, Sanders had a pretty nice career though. Yeah. He's still in a league. Sanders is, yeah. is yeah, and he's yeah. he's super talented. He's yeah. also a complete jackass. Well, that never happens to wide receiver though. Ever. No, no. Emmanuel ever. Sanders is not a jackass. What are we? What, what are we talking angels. about here? Total angels. He's a jackass. Uh oh. How is Emmanuel Sanders a jackass? Scarps, did you have like the things he says and does? Yeah, he's very mean to certain people on the former on his former team. Very mean. Well, I'm not, very what am I missing mean. here? Oh, oh man, he had, he had some things to say about seven. He has some things to say about that. Ben, and, and you know, whatever. It's it's a it's a personal thing. The fact that he oh, because he said that Peyton Manning is better right. than Ben, and no, Peyton no, 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 Manning no, no, actually no, no. gives a he, shit in studies. He, he That's what this. Oh, off. here comes Kamali. More than just that. Okay, yeah. And anyway, Sanders is not I'm as. Setting, setting aside the thing between he and Ben, because obviously they didn't like each other. All right, we've all had people that we worked with we, that we didn't like. Do we take that shit public? We should. Why? <laughs> no. no, I mean, but if but if he's asked the question, I don't think he did. He ever even say Ben's name, or did, or did he just say Peyton's? It was. I, I don't care what he I mean, was, was saying, it, it but was I, I don't care exactly what he was saying. I just didn't see any point in doing it. It seemed petty and ridiculous. You moved on. You're doing your thing. Great. You're happy. Good for you. By the way, yeah, those position, the situation I'm in now is so much better than the one I was in before. This quarterback's way better than that one. And that's fine. And then that was right, Emmanuel Sanders. Had a noodle arm and <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders has been has been a jackass to multiple media members. Um, a lot like some other players we've known that have come through the Steelers. So I shouldn't probably put this out there, but has cheated on his wife multiple times and made it public, and nobody fucking cared. He didn't Whoa. care. All right, not a good person. Turn into okay? a doctor's pill. Saying it straight up. I mean, if he was more, I mean, if he was more of an asshole, he'd be Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, all right, fine. No, you're you right. Know, you know, I, here, here, well. I, listen, I, I'm going to tweet that. Actually, I'm going to take that out of no, this one. Please don't. I'm going to no, no. add AB with that. No, that's so funny. he can respond Maybe with we'll, trade and find out. Yeah, <laughs> did, trade me let you have, now. Don't forget. Ryan, did you have some good moments with Emmanuel? I had good moments with AB too. AB was there longer. It's just AB was acting like a fucking a, a turd on the sidelines. He was throwing a tantrum. That's why I tweeted it. But uh, Emmanuel Sanders has 700 career receptions, 9,200 yards, 51 yeah. touchdowns. I'm well, not saying that's part of the game, but he's pretty damn good. He's a good player. No Better question. Than what I did in the NFL. You know? Yeah. No, but I, I, you know, I didn't. I never had a problem with Emmanuel or AB. I just. You know, I'm going to say this too. I never had a problem with Ben, but you know, if you're asked the question and you answer it honestly, and it's not, and it's not like told us to keep it boring. Who was huh? Who's the guy who told us to answer? But there's, but there's a difference boring. between making. There's a difference between making predictions and projections versus when someone asks you about your time somewhere. So if I said Ben, um, how much? You know, uh, you know. How many, how many, how many receptions are you gonna have this this year? And you say 885, you know, and but I said, hey Ben, uh hey Ben, how how was uh how was your uh former team? How'd you how'd you enjoy playing for them? 
and you're like, you know what? It sucked. I'd be like, okay. Why? Why say it? Well, you know, I, I think I, I to me the the, the the correct answer there to to not make it a thing is to just say, you know, that was a good situation for me, but in the end, this one's better, and so I moved on. Is is that a generational thing? I mean, I mean, because you know, my, my it's a wide home. receiver thing. Let's be honest. Well, that that's very true. There's, there's I, something I mean, about about the wide receiver position that just breeds shitheads. Oh, it does. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no no denying it. Um, but you know, I think I, he could have. Yeah. I think he could have just said, you know, I, I appreciate my time in Pittsburgh, uh, but now I'm here in Denver, and then could have just ran it and raved about Peyton. Because we all know Peyton's a brainiac, and like we like like everything he said about Peyton, we already knew. But you're right; he did say it about like that Ben didn't do this. But anybody yeah, that knew I, Ben I, knew I, that. I, yeah, and I don't I don't really care about that whole thing between he and Ben. I wasn't even referring to that. I was mm-hmm. referring to again a lot of the other stuff. Multiple run-ins with the media. Okay. I'm talking it's about shit media? that's happened. No, shit that's happened since he left. Yeah, I was gonna say he was pretty and, cool when he was here. And again, you know, him being challenged about the fact that he wasn't a very good husband, and he said, "Okay, yeah, I wasn't, but I've gotten better about that." Well, so you're basically telling us on TV, no less, that you used to fuck around on your wife, but you don't anymore. Well, good for you. I'm like, let me give you a big pat in the back for being a good person now. Who asked him that question? I can't even fucking remember. Because that, to me, why does that matter at, at this point? I um, want to know about football. I want to know about what I you hear what you're saying. And you the know question what I mean? Was a bit out of bounds. You know, to I mean, me, right? Unless he brought um, it up first, I just think was, you don't go there. It was, um, God, it was Super Bowl week, and I can't remember who asked him the question. Wow, well, I, I thought it was a shitty question. Yeah. I thought the response was, "Dude, your wife is going to kill you when she <laughs> when she hears this," and I don't blame her. Yeah, I, I just sometimes I just wonder what we're, we're constantly looking for these gotcha moments, and I, I instead of just sticking to what you know, as they say, stick to football or, or shut up and dribble yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, I want to go back to the defensive line because we we've talked a lot in our our you know general discussions and stuff on Slack and everything about the fact that they could keep seven. They, they, I think we've all agreed that they're – No, no, some, seven retired. He's gone. Oh, that's seven. Yes, thank you. Um, I, you know, Until look, Mason's named the starting quarterback. That'll be and, hilarious. And, and requests to and horrible seven? It'll be hilarious and horrible all the Mason same time. Named, Mason because, named starting quarterback because, at seven immediately – Fucking just strolls into the facility. <laughs> no, that would be great. Walk, like walks right into the facility. That would be great. He'd walk in like the old gunslinger. Like, He's like yeah, uh, so I heard you needed me to come back. Got his fucking two six shooters. <laughs> this town ain't big enough for the two of us. This is going completely if, bonkers tonight. Apologies. If if Mason is named the starting quarterback. The fucking meltdown that will come from Steelers Twitter will be epic, simultaneously horrible and hysterical. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, but anyway, we digress. Let me talk about defensive line. Um, My fault. (laughs) 
look, you got Cam. That was got, goddamn funny. Tyson is is off the pup. Uh, Ogan Joby is is with the first team. He's played very well. That's three guys right there. You still got Chris Wormley. You still got Isaiah Laudermilk. That's that's what five there. Uh, you've obviously got a third round draft pick this year, Demar Leal, and you got Montrevis Adams. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's a decent chance. Some is it Wormley? Is Wormley on the way out? Possibly. We can hope. Uh, hey, Chris Wormley is a good pass. Actually, passing Wormley down had seven sacks last year, yeah. which is, astounds me that he Chris, had seven sacks. Chris Wormley is a good passing down player. Let's yeah. let's not discount. Weren't six that. against the Ravens though? Well, Something like that. Yeah, I want to say like four of them were against the Ravens. <laughs> he had like three and a half in one game. Yeah. No, I, I, I just, I just don't. You're not gonna, you're not gonna put Leal on the practice squad. I mean, he's he's going to get scooped right up, right? No, no, you can't cut him. You can't. Yeah, you, you can't, can't cut They're not going to cut Lee out, and they're not going to cut Loudermilk. I and mean, they're, they're... going to cut Loudermilk either. No. Yeah. So no. your Henry Mondus, your Carlos Davises, sure, um, those guys are are on the way out. I mean, they and, have to be. And given the way that defense defended the run last year, can you really blame them? Khalil Davis, Doug Costin, Doug Costin. Is having a very nice camp. For example, um, the guy who played at the USFL. Yeah. Yep. He's that's having right. a good camp. He's not going to make the team. I mean, hopefully they'll stick him on the practice squad and stash him away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there. The other seven guys you mentioned, I don't see them cutting. Potentially, maybe Wormley. Maybe. See that the back of my head. That's what I'm thinking happens. I don't know, man. Here's the thing: Wormley's got playing experience. Okay, Loudermilk has very he's limited smart. experience. No, very limited experience. Right. Defensive end. The Marvin Leal has none. So basically, all your depth would be guys that have very little experience. But Montrevious Adams can only play nose. That's all he does. You, but you're not getting rid of Loudermilk. I mean, you traded up for him. You're not going to get rid of Loudermilk. I no, agree. not in year two. No. It, you know. He showed enough last year to stick around. I mean, they've had guys. They've had guys that they have drafted that they've kept around. I I kind of feel like when the Steelers draft you in the first five rounds, six and seven is a little different. But the first Mm -hmm. five Mm -hmm. rounds, you're getting at least three training camps. Like they kept Brian Allen for two years in a third training camp before they finally cut him. Like Brian Allen was a great athlete, though he was, was, but didn't didn't have enough coordination to 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 be. Well, I mean, Lyman's not a great athlete. He's he showed more than for for defensive lineman who's six seven. He's got he's pretty pretty. You're doing the same thing with Justin Lane right now, too. Right, exactly. Justin Justin Lane. Justin Lane, you know, he's gone this year. Yeah, his numbers up. Well, it's his third year, too. That's what I'm saying. It's like Mm -hmm. most guys, even if they don't show anything their first year, maybe even their second year, they're kind of on the bubble. If the Steelers spent a draft pick on them, most guys get three training camps. They're not cutting Loudermilk. They're certainly not cutting Leal. No. 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 I agree. And Uh, and the other thing is, like, guys that – well, this is Omar, not Kevin, but – Guys that they have signed in free agency, they typically don't cut. Like it's typically a you have an inside track to make this right. roster. Like right. remember, oh, who was the who was the cornerback that we signed the one year that no one predicted? Bryce McCain. That was the yeah. same time as the Antoine Blake. Like 
Right. It was almost it, it was like a one million dollar, like just above the minimum signing. Everyone was like, oh, that's just a depth camp body that yeah. he's not gonna make the roster. He was good too. He was he, yeah. really good. he was decent. Yeah. He had a nice yeah. little career there okay. okay. for, for being an undersized guy. He was yeah. yeah. So but, against Jacksonville, if I recall. But that was he's another good. like one year, one million dollar signing that no one really paid attention to. That I don't know. I feel like at least under Kevin, if he signed you as an outside free agent he signed you with the intent that you were going to be on the 53-man roster. So, I mean, Omar could be different, but the the trend with the Steelers has been yeah. guys they give contracts to, and Montrevious Adams falls under this, they want to keep around. Yep. Can we, uh, can we shift gears to a position where we actually really need to worry about depth? Well, I have it written down right here. Outside uh, linebacker. Under the name Jannard uh, Avery. Um because it appears by everybody I've talked to that he is the clear-cut number one reserve off the bench uh, to, to spell either Alex Highsmith or T.J. Watt. I don't know what that's saying. We, we thought it was a good signing. We thought he could be, I think we used the Arthur Motes term, a guy that could maybe do a little bit of everything. Uh, but after that, well, you, got, you got two stars. Derek. Derek Tuska is is so good, has so much information after being in this defense for a year that he's being pushed by Delonte Scott and probably won't make the team. Yeah, yeah, that's which that's, I guess is good news. But by the same token, it's like if you couldn't beat Derek Derek Tuska, are you really a guy we want to keep? Well, I, I mean. I don't know. But I'll say I, this I, for Tuska. Tuska is yeah. actually a really good athlete. Like oh, yeah. he, yeah. you guys all know this, that I've done that whole like early impact pass rusher. Like, right. do you check yeah. the athletic boxes? Tuska was a guy who checked like six of the eight boxes. Like he checked a lot of the boxes. Obviously he hasn't done jack shit in the pros, but like athletically he checked a lot of the boxes for, for being able to develop into a good pass rusher. Well, he's that uh, you know he's that type of kid that's got that that country strong type thing, you yeah. know, being from South Dakota or wherever it was, North Dakota State. Yeah, um, Neil Kulong will be all over you for messing that one up. Well, no, he's originally I think from South Dakota. Okay, but he did play at North Dakota State. He did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, Kulong would be all over my ass. Yes, he would be. Shout you out know? to Neil, who loves those North Dakota State Bison. Yes, he does. Um, who's gonna say something? I thought I heard somebody chiming in there. Michael Mulo was a great athlete. Remember that? Oh, he's the classic. He checked all kinds of boxes. And he got destroyed the combine. Yep. By the, by the Eagles and, and did nothing as a pro. And so I don't always. No. If a guy checks all the boxes, you go back and you watch his tape. That, that almost scares me more than a guy who doesn't. And a guy a, a guy who does check all the boxes and you, you weren't paying attention before that, you got to go back and watch his tape. And if he's productive, then you go, okay, well, this guy, we obviously overlooked this. Or there's somebody else on his team who's overshadowing him, but he's actually good. You know what I mean? That's the kind oh, of deal. Sure. But if you go back and you look at their tape, they didn't really do a lot. Or they're playing against subpar competition, North Dakota State. <laughs> then you kind of take it with a grain of salt. And Derek Tuska as a pass rusher in the NFL is just not impressive. It just just isn't. I don't know how else to put it. Efforts there. And I'll give sure. you that. I'll no, give he's him that. willing. 
He's willing. Yeah, I'll give him that. But, uh, I mean, you know, I'm willing. That doesn't mean I'm going to go out and sack yeah. any, any quarterbacks in the NFL. This is true. I'm willing to try as hard as I can. That right. doesn't mean shit. Um, yeah, I, I still think, and I'm thinking you guys probably agree, that they're going to find someone uh, on the market here in the next few weeks that gets cut. Um, the first I round of cuts, know. by the way, will be on the 16th. Uh, and, they cut and down ninety be, to eighty-five. Yeah, there, there won't be any good guys. They'll, Not there. No five guys in the first round right. of cuts. It won't be till the final cutdown. Yeah, yeah. The first, the first cutdown will be the guys. It'll be really obvious who's yes. going to get cut, Mason, and then you know some <laughs> other guys on top of that. Well, could you imagine? Mason. Now you want to talk about a twin fire. I only said that. I only said that to piss. Uh, yes, Mason yes, will I'm, not be in the first round of cuts. I'm good. Yeah. I swear. He probably um, he probably won't get cut, which really, really annoys me. I really, 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 really hope that somebody needs a quarterback really bad, and they're willing to give up a sixth round pick for him. I've been it. saying this for months now, and y'all didn't listen. <laughs> oh, I think Ian, Ian, I think Ian was on my side about still, what trading. Still Dad and Ben were like, "You're an idiot." For what? For Scott what? Mason. For, say what? That you want to keep him? No, I just said that he's going to be around. I literally said, I learned, oh, I yeah. said that he was going to be first team OTAs, and you're like, oh, he's not. And then, and then he's still fucking here, and he's in the hunt. I mean, he's he's in the hunt. I'm he's, not like bad, he's like a bad a penny. Okay, like, like we talked about, like, like we talked about this week on on Slack in the Mean Girl chat. Oh boy! There it is. There it is. Because, Team Girl Squad. Because, because, ladies and gentlemen, it's a very mean chat. It's fucking ruthless. It's actually not. Like all. we talked about this week. Well, we drag each other a lot on that chat. Yeah, we hate. It. Okay, if Lars, if fuck, fuck Lars, the other Steelers Lars. quarterbacks cannot separate themselves enough from Mason fucking Rudolph, who we know is mediocre as hell. The Steelers quarterbacks aren't that good as a group, okay? And right now, they're pretty bunched up. They really are. Yeah, there's not a lot of separation. It's not super impressive. So Mason fucking Rudolph still being in the hunt, to me, is a horrible thing. It doesn't mean that Mason's grown. It means that nobody else is that good. Because Mason is what he is. It's fair. Yeah. All right. Getting Getting back to the depth. And I say this all the time: is yeah. that as the Steelers go, so do other NFL teams, right? Sounds like a Every, soap opera line. Yes, it was. Yeah, with Days of Our Lives. The other teams have players and coaches that want to win too, right? No, like, they're professionals in that team. They get paid occasionally. Too. Nick LeBeau used to say that, and so did Tunjilkin. Rest in peace. Yes. Um. So I look. So if we're talking about like, like let's be let's be honest. Our biggest fear as a Steelers fan is a certain player that wears the number between eighty nine and ninety one, uh, getting hurt. Mm-hmm. That's our, I mean I mean let's let let's just be honest. That is yeah. our biggest fear. Like like last year against the Lions, when he went down, I think I mean you could literally hear a pin drop in that stadium. And oh, so for sure. So. I look at we talk about depth. Of course, you're not going to find another guy on the street that's going to get you 20 sacks. But I don't think 
you're not. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. But the guys, the guys, you're gonna find guys in the first round of the draft to get you twenty. But the, okay, go on. But the guys, but the guys after him might not even combine for twenty sacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Alex Highsmith is a decent player, but he's not getting you that. I think but, Alex might get you nine or ten this year, which maybe I think, I think would be remarkable. I would argue he's got to get you that. I'm not going to argue that. I, 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 will. I, I, I would argue that the defense as a whole has got to get 50, 55, 17 games. Let's call it 53. They've led yeah, the right. league in sacks five straight years. I know. I know. And, and they probably will again points. this year because they, they just believe in total pressure all the time. That's great. But I think that Highsmith can be a guy who gets you – I think he's going to be either at double digits, like right around at 10 or 11, or just below, like nine. Okay. But then he had Highsmith had six last year. So yeah, I could, I could, I could see, I could see eight or nine this year. The, the, the Bud Dupree jump, if you will. Yeah. I, I'd go. He's a better athlete, dude. I mean, he's a way better. Yes. No denying. No denying. The the third year, you guys know I've done a lot of research on pass rushers. Yeah, baby. the third and fourth year are usually the peak of a pass rusher's career. Like that's yeah. when when guys hit the double digit sack mark. It's usually in like the third or fourth, third fourth or fifth year of their career. If they don't hit it by that point, they're not getting there, most likely. Um, but if you know, that's usually like it's rare for it to be the first or second year. Those are the right. truly special guys. But third, fourth, and fifth is when guys usually hit it. So if Highsmith's going to hit it, I. If I was if I was a gambler, which I'm not, but I'd put the over under at like eight and a half and let people yeah. try and yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I like yeah, it. And I take the over. Um, one thing that has kind of flown under the radar, uh, if I move to the Steelers secondary for a minute, um, would would you guys give Cam Sutton an extension? He's in the last year of his deal. I would talk not to right him about now. it. I know. I, I would talk to him about it. He's he's. He's undercompensated. Yeah, and he's he's going to be looking for a big payday next year because I think he can so play too. inside and outside. He he's going to get it. He can play inside and outside, yep. and and that's a rarity now yep. in the league because he can do both well. He's not a great tackler, uh, but he's he's competent and he's willing. Yeah. Um, well, I, I I ask that because right now when when they're in base, he's on the outside, and as we all know. Teams are in nice. base less and less all the time. Yeah. So that means he's inside more than he's outside. And, you know, typically they pay outside better. Um, I, I just am curious as to how that goes. Cause I, Tomlin loves the kid, uh, speaks very highly of him. He's uh, always been a smart know. guy. I mean, I, I remember yeah, when absolutely. he was drafted. That's the other thing. He can play safety as well. Yep. Yeah. When, when he was drafted, we all said, like, this guy has a career as a defensive coordinator down the line after his playing career is over. Good that point. like he just understands the way defense works. The issue with him has always been physicality. That is he yeah. willing to stick his nose in there against the run, which is why we have a guy like Arthur Molette to play like that sort of strong slot that can blitz. Mm-hmm. And then you have Sutton playing more of the, the sort of coverage slot role. Like in coverage, Sutton is great. He can he can play zone, he can play man, yeah, he can money. move back to safety. I mean, there were times last year they lined him up in the slot and rolled him back to safety and rolled Minka up into like a robber position. And I actually I think one of them no, never mind. That wasn't last year. 
that was two years ago. Um, I, I was thinking of the the pick against Deshaun Watson. That was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize they had but, three yeah. void years on his contract. Yeah, I was just looking at it. Um, I want to give uh, Hall of Famer Rick a little shout here too. He he was telling me uh, last season when when I was uh, in Pittsburgh, and he said Cam Sutton is the nicest guy that he's met with the Steelers. Right um, and just could not stop talking about what a great guy he was. And and I know Rick posted a photo just last week, I think, with him when he was at camp and stuff. And, uh, you know, nice guys do not necessarily mean victories or championships or anything like that. But it's good to know you have those kind of people on your organization, too. You know, well, where he said that he recently said that there are no conversations right now. Right. Right. And. We talked about earlier, like, do you just give the polite answer or, or do you, so I don't like those, are, that's another time where I don't mind that he, that he said that because, um, I, I, I know, I, you know, again, we're under a different regime with Omar in there, yep. but I think, I do think that he, because he, he is very valuable in a, in a variety of ways. I do think that he's a guy like he's he, not the same position, but He's like he's like a Mike Hilton that I just don't know if they're if they're going to uh, offer or even be able to to mm-hmm. get to that type of agreement, mm-hmm. and and that's just that's just business that it really is, and you know everybody got pissed at Mike Hilton last year for waving bye bye or pick six in Roethlisberger like yeah the Steelers could have resigned them and yeah. they didn't so like that's yeah. just that's just the way it goes so. Yeah, I mean that's that's free agency. It's modern uh, sports these days, you know. And I like that. I like yeah. that. It's, I I mean it is what it is. You can't keep fans can, yeah. Um, real quick, Scarps, I want to get your thought on uh, who's this guy that's the new assistant uh, uh, to uh, Art Rooney too, coming over from the Penguins. Oh, uh, David Morehouse. Yeah, Mr. Morehouse, the uh, assistant to the traveling secretary, or something like that. No, no, no. This is not assistant to the general manager. This is not Dwight Schrute by any means. No. <laughs> yeah, um, you guys realize that right now, Cam Sutton is the forty-third highest-paid wide receiver. He's tied for forty-third corner. Excuse me. Yeah. In the NFL, Cortland Sutton. No, no, Cam, no, Sutton. No, Cam no. Sutton. Oh, Cam, Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton is 43rd right, highest paid. Yeah. Are you suggesting that is a crime? Too low. Too low. I mean, low. even yeah. if you're 32nd, at least you're in the realm of the top 32 guys. Right. You're a starter for an NFL team. This is a guy Too who low. plays better than 90% of the defensive snaps. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it's going to be very, yeah, very curious. I think, I think it's, it's something gonna, they should be talking about. Well, I think to, to Ryan's point too, you know, it's a new regime with Omar. Kevin never negotiated contracts during the season, right? Is Omar going to change that? Wasn't, that? that wasn't Kevin's policy. It's the Steelers' policy, right? Well, but I mean, you know, <laughs> Omar's their guy. If he says, hey, we need to resign this guy, I mean – Dan's not around anymore either. As much that's as he, true, you know, Dan's gone. No, too. it's a, it, you're right. You're right, and, and things do evolve. Yeah. The Steelers have been guaranteeing a, a, a great deal more money. Yep. Yeah, they've abandoned their policy of only of only uh, guaranteeing the signing bonus and not do it anymore. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So things things are changing. Things are evolving. No question. Yeah. Uh, so so what I was getting to was both Levi Wallace and Akilah Weatherspoon are on two-year contracts right now in the first year. Yep. Cam mm-hmm. Sutton was on, is now in the second year of his two-year contract. Mm-hmm. If we get halfway through the season and one of those guys, Witherspoon, Wallace, pick your poison. I'll just say Wallace, just as an example, right? Sure. Let's say Wallace is terrible and gets benched for Sutton. Then do you say, hey, shit, no. maybe we need to re-sign Sutton. Sutton's starting, and, and Witherspoon and, and, and uh, Wallace are competing for the other spot. Are you sure? That's what I've seen as of the latest, Ian. Yes, yeah, I mean, yep. It's 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 Wallace then, v Witherspoon. Yeah, but but then you know when you when you move into your nickel, which is your most common one, then yeah, right. Sutton it's in number, the slot, exactly. Then, then it's Sutton in the slot, and those two guys are on the field. Right. Well, okay, but you're in nickel 75 percent of your yep. defense. So if one of those guys is getting torched, and you have to move Sutton back to the outside and put Mallette on the inside. Then do you say like Tucker? <laughs> yeah, you Tucker say Tucker. Dog, Tucker. <laughs> Tucker, shut up. Um, <laughs> no, but but what I'm saying is like, let's say you know you're in nickel so much. Let's say Wallace sucks, right? I don't think he will. I think he'll be all right. But let's just say, for sake of example, he blows, and you have to keep Sutton on the Damn outside it. and play Mallette on the inside. Then you start to say like, oh shit, like. Maybe, you know, Wallace is only on a two-year deal. We can cut him next year with minimal cap hit. Maybe we need to make sure Sutton's here next year. Then you think about, like, approaching Cam Sutton midseason being like, hey, you want to sign an extension here and, like, keep this thing going? Because you're going to be our starter of the future. I'm trying to think of a a time when something similar like that happened with the Steelers. I don't don't think it has. I don't either. I mean, they've made changes at defensive back, but I don't know about in a contract year, right? Like, they benched Dwayne Washington for Deshae Townsend. Toast. Um, Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Dwayne Washington, who I used to joke was going to open a furniture store that was the home of the 15-yard cushion. But... (laughs) <laughs> Why didn't you guys tell me my mic was bad? What are you talking about? We were just fine. It hasn't been bad. It was bad, actually. Oh, I just, I just shifted. The whole show over. I just shifted my settings, and yeah, my mic was bad. I muted it, yelled at my dog, and then Ian yelled at me and said, you're yelling at your dog. Yes. Well, no, we heard the whole thing. That's all part of the show now. Yeah. Oh, you just great. didn't mute it. All right. I okay, did well, mute it. I okay. did. I just I muted the wrong mic. I muted the mic on my head. I'll send Tucker a residual. So. All right, get yeah. back, Jesus, get back to David Morehouse. So, oh yeah, oh bringing it full circle. All right, good job, Ryan. So, so um, Ryan's uh, the sober one tonight. If you're keeping score at home, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm good. Not well, really. Okay. No, but, so, but, uh, it's a, but for David Morehouse, um, oh yeah, yeah, the stadium thing. Yeah. So very uh, David Morehouse, uh, uh, predominant figure in the Penguins' success the last, you know. Since their three cup run, let's just call it that. But um, he's been there. I think he was with the Penguins like twenty years. He's a Pittsburgh guy. He, yeah. He's he has partnerships. Um, he is uh, he is an influencer. Um, he was instrumental in the Penguins getting a new arena. Um, and when you're thinking long term, and I know this is blasphemy, but the Steelers should consider building an indoor stadium. Where that is, I don't know. Man. Um, the Steelers also need to uh, get their own facility. Uh, I'm sorry. I, you know, stop being cheap. You don't need to share shit with Pitt. 
Like, like I'm, I'm over all of that. The Steelers outgrew that facility long, long ago. The Steelers side of the facility is not as nice as Pitts, which is a joke to me. Um, I would, I would literally walk guys on free agent visits through the weight room, which has definitely been upgraded. The weight room now is really nice, but it's not even like that weight room now is not even like comparable to like Alabama. I can't believe, yeah, that's true. And I literally would walk free agents through the, through the weight room and, and the, in the weight bench, it said Super Bowl 40 champions. And this was like 2012, 2013, 2014. And they would literally look at and be like, didn't y'all win one before or after? <laughs> like, didn't y'all have six? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about that. We're here because of the tradition. And it's like, that shit doesn't fly anymore. Like uh. you have to be, you have to be state of the art. You have to be modern. And they need their own space, whether that's facility or stadium. And how about this? If you build your own indoor stadium, you could use that as your team headquarters. So it can be your facility, your training camp facility, the place you play games, and no disrespect to Pitt. But bye-bye, Pitt. Get your own shit. Do whatever you need to do because we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, All right, I'm going to disagree with Ryan. Only cowards play in indoor stadiums. Football <laughs> should be played in the elements. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I actually I agree, too. I, I, know, I see that, Ryan's reasoning. That said, that's it's it. great I, reasoning. I, I understand the point of a bigger of, – of a new stadium. You know, Heinz, whatever the fuck name it is now, Akersher, um, was built in 2001. <laughs> Or open in 2001. So, you know, generally speaking, stadiums have about a 30-year useful life. So we are getting into that kind of last decade. They've made yeah. some upgrades, but they're still arguing with the Sports and Exhibition Authority over, like, who's going to pay for it. They just got, what is it, $30 million, $20 million from Akersher for the stadium name. And then they turned to the SEA and, like, yeah, you, you could pay us $3 million to Didn't upgrade our... They got $150 million over 15 years, right? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, what, that's it what it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay, $150 yeah. So $10 million a year. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had the balls Versus to... Versus $57 million a year over 20 years. Yeah. And then, then they had the balls to ask the SEA, which is, like, taxpayer-funded to spend $3 million that's on key. a scoreboard. That's our you know? money. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with that because I don't live there. So well, you guys should you two, you two, you guys right there at, in the top in the diagonal corners it's not, it's that not, I'm pointing at. It's not, you guys should pay for that. Yeah, it's so, not taxes. It's 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 all right. It's other revenues, but it's still it's still yeah. It's, it's not like out of our paycheck, but like if we go to a game or a show, there's like a there's like the fuck you fund. Let me let me so, just ask you but, guys. But to something, Ryan's okay? point, though, I think it's an interesting I, I, point. I, what I don't understand is this, okay? In, in all my time as a manager, I, I've I've gone through a number of of well, a hand, okay, Burger King's a few that. leases <laughs> with with giant Burger King. Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, you cut off Ian. Ian had a point. I've right. gone through no, 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 but all this shit should be pre-negotiated. It should be in the lease. There should not be a question over who's going to pay for it or who isn't. I mean, I'll give you fuck. I'll give you guys an example. I had to replace a fucking ten-ton AC unit this week, this summer. Okay, it was, uh, it was, I don't know, twenty thousand dollars or something. What do they do? It's already in the lease. It's already worked out. The, the landlord pays for it. Then they turn around and they add it to cam charges, and they we pay it off over ten years. It's already agreed. It's already a thing. Oh, we already know point. who's paying for all this yeah. shit. Okay? So mm -hmm. all of this, there shouldn't be any dispute between 
the SEA and the Steelers. It should just be a thing where it's like, okay, well, this we already agreed on this a long time ago. Here's the thing, though, Ben. Like, in a private industry of a landlord and a tenant, like, the tenant... This is a landlord and a tenant! The the tenant can leave, yes. But this is a public landlord that has appointed officials that by political figures that don't give a fuck. So... Yeah. Okay, but let me go back to, to the Morehouse so, so, guy. Wait, can I? Can I? Can I? Yeah. Can I go ahead. Let him talk. Up Ryan's point. Yeah, but but one thing Ryan said though is, who knows where it's going to be? Like, the Steelers are not bound beyond the like Heinz Field tenure to an agreement with the SEA in the city of Pittsburgh or in Allegheny County. We've seen other teams like mm-hmm. the 49ers build a stadium like pretty friggin' far out from the actual city where their name is from yeah. heck like the jets and giants are named new york and play in new jersey i know it's right, right. across the friggin' bridge but it's still you know still, like, it ain't that easy if <laughs> i mean if i mean like, and, 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 and it's I'm, funny that you you bring this up i had a guy approach me today when i was in the gym so i was wearing a uh steelers t-shirt and he said hey are you from pittsburgh I'm like no not originally he says oh so you've been out there. Yeah, I've spent some time there, and I, I lived there for a short period of time. He's like, oh, okay. I, I, I go to a conference. I host a conference every year in Cranberry, and I love that area. I love it. Um, it's so yeah. beautiful out there. I just can't believe it, blah, 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 blah. And I told him about what Ian was thinking in 15 years about how Washington County would be well, okay. a lot Cranberry's more. North. Cranberry's Butler. in Butler yeah. County. Butler? Washington County South, yeah. So yeah, right. Cranberry's North in Butler County, Washington. So is Butler South County, Washington County, Washington County, whatever fucking county, yeah, might be more amenable to disputes like this than Allegheny County has been. I, and and I'm just saying, like from a from a transportation standpoint, like the Cranberry area is where like I-79 and the Turnpike, which is I-76, intersect. Mm-hmm. Major Washington changes. Washington, <laughs> Washington County Ryan has shaking his head. Yeah. Yes, Washington yes. County has I seventy and I seventy nine. Major interchanges. Yeah, like there's a lot. What are you guys of... talking about? I mean, it's not like the the freeways in Pittsburgh are are difficult or confusing. They give you a whole listen. hundred yard stretch. Listen, rest in peace, Mister Rooney, Mister Dan Rooney. I love that guy unbelievable guy he he was he was the one that was like we can't be outside the city we can't yeah right Rooney's not here anymore rest in peace him his grandfather did so much for this franchise art the second is not his dad nor his grandfather right and now with david morehouse here if they don't look at those options, they're dumb because they will lose out in the long run. Well, there will be no Super Bowl bids. There will be no NFL draft bids. There will be. You think Mick Jagger is going to strut his ass out when he's 900 years old in yeah, the middle of December? Will. Yes. If it was an indoor stadium, he would. I, you no, know, have you, you seen the build an outdoor lately? Stadium they're not good anymore. Too. Well, okay. The point is, the point is. And I don't know if this matters because the SEA is getting a kickback on it. But Billy Joel's at PNC Park tonight. Motley Crue and Poison and Def Leppard are at PNC Park tomorrow night. And then Metallica's at PNC Park on Sunday night or vice or whatever. Saturday anyway, night, yeah, yeah. They're not at Heinz Field. Right. And if they were, if there was an indoor the stadium, they'd all be there. Uh, 
no, Look. but it, but it is a, it is a good point too, though that like downtown Pittsburgh doesn't have a lot of hotels. They don't have a lot of conventions. Like we have a convention center, but it's not that big compared to right. other places, which right. is why they haven't been able to draw a lot of like big conventions here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the massage but, therapist convention. Uh, the well, they get the, <laughs> the no, they get the Mark, hey hey. Oh wait, that's in that's Cleveland. In Cleveland. That's in Cleveland. <laughs> That's in Cleveland. Oh, you know, get the, I'm really the, glad that, that Mark worked yeah. that in. Yeah. That, that is really, really ironic. Sorry. I mean, oh. It's okay. It's okay. Um, no, but but we, you know, we, we have a, a for, for a decent sized city in yeah. the United States, we yeah. don't have a lot of downtown hotels. Like traffic oh, yeah. and parking is not great. Yes. This, uh, and, the and roads got, are poorly planned. No, the, the roads. Okay. Hold on. The they roads, are. Yeah, the they roads, are. The, the roads. The roads were not planned for well, automobiles planners. when they were developed. They were developed for sh- like trains and streetcars. And Yo, they, 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 they were developed for fucking here, okay? buggies. <laughs> there were a bunch of buggy trails, and they just paved them. Yeah, pretty much. And these outsiders. I know. I, I can talk their shit, man. Right. I know, but 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 oh, what man. I'm saying, I, I think the, I've ever been to where I'm like, I can see the place I'm going, but I'm 15 but minutes away. No, you can't <laughs> get 15 minutes from here, <laughs> but I can see it with my eyeballs. Yep. If you learn, if you learn how to drive in Pittsburgh, you can drive anywhere in the world. That is true. Oh. That is true. But but still, what I'm saying is, there's a lot of Whatever. green open space in these other almost you know second cities i wouldn't even call them suburbs cranberry washington like there's a lot of space there washington, you could PA. build a stadium Whoa. you could build a lot of hotels you could also build a lot of your own parking that then the people coming to your games wouldn't be paying the pittsburgh parking authority to park in garages they'd be paying you as the stadium owner to park in your stadium lots and you know and you, the, you'd be the parameter yeah is 75 mile radius yeah so that's as long huge. as you have enough yeah. as long Cranberry as you have is only enough, like 25 miles that's no, 75, 75 is huge as long as you have enough hotel rooms within a 75 mile radius that's a soup that's one of the super bowl parameters so oh. we're talking grove city yeah Ian. Well, it yeah. might even reach Allegheny, where where Ian used to roam the streets. Hey, Exit one forty seven on seventy nine. What's up? So I'm saying nice that, that Pittsburgh right now meets certain parameters to host the Super Bowl. The Steelers could host, like could meet certain parameters, but the logistics would be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, but if the stadium, but if the stadium was bigger in and indoors, you know what an indoor stadium costs now. Upwards oh, of two billion dollars. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that though. Well, okay. Two two things here, and then we got to get out of here. Number one, do we? We do. <laughs> the Bears are going through this right now in Chicago. They purchased a huge tunnel of property in what's known as Arlington Heights. It's where they used to have a big horse track. It's all gone. It's all open space. The fans are in an uproar because they think they're going to move from downtown out to the burbs and the very very similar thing seems to be this morehouse guy and and i'll just bring this up again we've never had this guy this type of position before have we so what he's got to be there for some reason fucking right yeah and and i tend to think that's it i'm gonna hope with my heart of hearts that it's not about moving out into the burbs but it's 
developing something in and around. Maybe they'll build in the parking lot where Three Rivers used to be and then make Hinesville the parking lot. It just goes back and forth all the time. Um, but I, I don't know. But they're gonna tear down stage AE, yeah. Um, no, and the one <laughs> tell, thing... you, tell, me, oh. tell me you're not <laughs> was tell Are they me gonna you're tear it without telling me? <laughs> yeah, um, you a cowboy. No, uh, <laughs> um, no. The the one other thing Morehouse did with the Penguins was he he definitely brought a much more I'll say like sort of corporate feel to them. And, and I don't know David Morehouse, but but they definitely did a lot more with like marketing and branding and sort of building their. Um, you know, there was some community outreach to it. There's some good things sure. that the Penguins the Penguins do a lot of really good things in the community. Don't get me wrong, um, but. but David Morehouse does a lot of the sort of marketing and branding and sort of more of a corporate feel to right. it. I mean, Ryan, you know, Ben and Mark, I don't know if you know, I'll talk to Ryan and our listening audience here. Going to, about. going to a game, going to a Penguins game Gale. at, at console <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is now. PPG paints yeah. is a lot Pete. different than going to a game at what, Civic Arena was yeah like it was you went to a game at the igloo there was a decent chance you were either gonna get in a fight or see a fight in yeah. the concourse but the nachos were better i'm just saying better. yeah yeah, yeah exactly just I'm, I'm just saying, saying it was it was much more of a sort of blue collar rough and tumble kind of atmosphere whereas you know console feels much more kind of corporate and polished and well-defined and all that and, uh, you know, and some of that's marketing and branding and just how they mm. present themselves. Some of them just how the whole arena is laid out and all the offerings and all that. And I, I definitely feel like that kind of took off when Morehouse came in. Um, you know, it was around that, I think, 2010, 2011 mm. time frame. He started with the Penguins that there was there was definitely became a lot more corporate. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Yeah. And I, I think it's going to be a discussion that we'll probably be having for those next several years. As you pointed out, we're into that that decade where teams start looking at new stadiums. You know, 30 years seems to be the life cycle. So yeah. that's um, what Three anyway. Rivers was. I mean, Three Rivers yeah. was 30 years. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, I mean, by the way, I fully, I, uh, I really, really hope that Heinz was better constructed than three rivers. Truly. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. In well, I, yeah, that might be it too. Um, anyway, I got the Steelers, uh, 98 Seahawks three on uh, Saturday night. Oh, and, um, the Ditka is a merciful Ditka. The Ditka, <laughs> he's a merciful Ditka. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll start hey should, should we remind should we remind the listeners slash watchers that sure. uh, viewers that uh, it's the fucking preseason and the yeah, results yeah, don't matter? Yeah, the results yeah. don't fucking matter. No, no. Don't and, celebrate and a win. Don't get too excited by the, a loss. By the way, did the Ravens win tonight? They're on a twenty-game okay, winning okay. streak. Yeah. Hey, one one other thing to keep an eye out for in the preseason, though, that yeah. you know we've talked about this a lot with quarterbacks, um, is that the and I, I've said this before, I'll probably say it again, the difference between like just a guy mm-hmm. and an elite NFL quarterback is somebody who can get touchdowns in the red zone. So that's something to watch for. Like Mason Rudolph can drive you down the field and get you to the red zone. Between can he 20s. get you in the end zone, or are you going to kick field goals with him? Mitch yeah. Trubisky can throw four touchdowns and four interceptions in the same friggin' game. Can he pick it? <laughs> I have no idea what he is. So, like, as you're hey. analyzing these quarterbacks, look for who can score touchdowns in the red zone. Hey, listen. That's a can great he point. pick it? Played at Heinz Field, okay? 
That's, That's all that matters. He knows the ins and the outs of that baby. He knows the he knows the conditions. Yeah. All right. I got a lot. To all get right, to Pony. Here. That's it. We're done. Uh, we'll talk to you next this week. This thing went uh, off the fucking rails tonight. It goes off the rails every week. That's I why apologize. they love us. No, that was my. That was actually me. Yeah, that was. Me. It was pretty much Mark's we're, fault. We're it, it was Mark's fault. Yeah. Send it your was. hate mail to Steel Dad. <laughs> At Steel Dad. Email to at Steel Dad. I'll be sure to reply real soon. Uh, Anyway, for these idiots, uh, me, I'm signing off. Thanks again to Dan at DC4LCustomTees.com. Check it out. Our store is there. Just go to the website, click Steel City Blitz. You'll see all our cool shirts, uh, podcast stuff, and everything else. But uh, again, thank you so much to Deck Roofing. TPPN and of course DraftKings Sportsbook and that's it for us and don't forget kids go Steelers Ravens suck Teen Girl Squad <laughs> 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 <laughs>